Last Sunday was characterized by the theological virtue of hope. This Sunday, Gaudete Sunday, calls to mind that God has created us for joy. He has called each of us into existence and desires that we serve him faithfully on earth so that we might be joyful with him forever in heaven. Written into every human heart is the desire for this destiny. Every human heart is made for joy. It was a joyful existence that was surrendered by Adam and Eve when they sinned right back at the beginning. And so now joy has to coexist with the sometimes dismal uncertainties of life. For many, this desire for joy often goes off in wrong directions or is clouded by heavy burdens that can come in varied forms, habits of sin, family difficulties, economic uncertainty, addictions, personal lack of fulfilment, and the list goes on. But no human power or circumstance can obliterate true joy, since it is a hallmark of the divine presence of the Holy Spirit abiding within our souls. Hearing the almost excessive mention of joy in the scripture and prayers of today's Holy Mass, it can almost seem as if John the Baptist bursts the bubble of joy. After the sublime images from Zephaniah, God dancing with joy over us as on a day of festival, the call to rejoice that the Holy One is in our midst, as we hear in the canticle, and then the stirring call to joy and confidence in God from St. Paul. John the Baptist speaks of mundane things to tax collectors, soldiers, and the ordinary folk. Why do we hear such clashing messages? Because we need to. Because we need to. It would be so easy to be caught up in false joy, tinsel joy, but this would be unhelpful and even harmful because tinsel joy can be put away with the Christmas decorations. The joy of Gaudete Sunday being of a higher plane, is both real and lasting. This joy from the Holy Spirit is fostered by grace and our souls are prepared for it through repentance and a purity of heart. Repentance translates a Greek word metanoia, literally literally meaning change of mind. In the scriptures, repentance is presented as a twofold turning away from sin and towards God. This turning is more than attitude adjustment. As we heard last Sunday, it means a radical life change. It requires good good fruits as evidence of repentance. That's why John the Baptist tells the crowd, soldiers and tax collectors, They must prove their repentance 
through works of charity, works of honesty and justice. Like those in the Gospel who came to St John the Baptist, we also must ask, what should we do? We must repent, but we must also seek purity of heart. Purity of heart means to desire one thing above all others and make all our other desires cluster or revolve around this one good thing. The purity of heart that Advent calls us to have is to place the desire for Jesus Christ as the single most important desire of my life. When all other desires are subject to him, then we are living one of the Beatitudes that Christ proclaimed. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Thus we can say that purity of heart in Christ sets us firmly on the pathway to heaven, because even now in this life we desire the one who will be our fulfilment forever in the blessedness of eternal life in heaven. Those who are pure in heart are able to see God imperfectly, even in this life, and will see him face to face in the next. This is our biggest reason for joy in this life, that we see God a little bit even now. We need a life of prayer to grow in purity of heart. In our prayer we can ask God for the purity of heart to prefer him to all things. This takes time and it takes effort and commitment, but it works. Partly because of our application, but more importantly because of divine grace, freely and abundantly given to us from the Father in Christ and through the Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus, come.